And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at BetMGM.com using the promo code THEATHLETICPOD. Nowadays, nightlife in the NBA isn't just about drinking or going out. It's about the end-to-end experience. We really take pride in taking care of people's needs from start to finish. If it's setting up hotel rooms, setting up dinners, anywhere, all over the world, right? That's what we do. That is Milo Frank, the director of marketing for the Hwood Group, one of the world's premier hospitality and lifestyle companies, featuring over a dozen upscale venues across the world. You know, it's really being good with people. It's really what it comes down to is people skills and communicating and making sure people are comfortable and happy and they're uh, getting something out of, right? Part of Milo's responsibility is tailoring a player or celebrity's evening to their preferences. Attention to detail is the biggest thing. It's really like, hey, we know all of your dietary restrictions. We know exactly what you like for dessert. We know exactly where you want to go next. Like we have a spot for all of those things. One of the biggest benefits of the NBA lifestyle is all the perks, including private entrances, no photo venues, and exclusive access. We want people to feel comfortable. We know how important it is. That's really what we are very careful about is protecting people. Milo's story is our episode today. I'm Jovan Buha from The Athletic, and this is Stargazing. Yo, yo, welcome to Stargazing, a show about the lifestyle figures and influencers that surround NBA superstars. I'm Yovan Buha, NBA reporter for The Athletic, and joining me is Milo Frank. Milo is the marketing director for Hwood Group, an LA-based hospitality and lifestyle company featuring luxury restaurants and nightlife like the Lila, Poppy, the Nice Guy, among many more venues. Milo, my man, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, It's your first podcast? This is my first podcast. I appreciate Uh, you doing this. Hopefully I don't tank, so let's see what happens. (laughs) So let's start with with an easy one. How and when did you fall in love with basketball? Because I know you grew up a hooper, and that was something we bonded over when when we first met. So what's your relationship with basketball? I grew up in Santa Monica. I grew up with uh, Kobe Bryant. So when he was drafted was really like the year that I kind of fell in love with basketball. Uh, I was seven. And um, every day at school, just it became my lifestyle, right? Uh, My mom would watch games and record them and give me updates, you know, while I was out of the house. And uh, so basketball quickly became my life ever since, you know, been a basketball fan to this day. And then you have an interesting relationship with Baron Davis. How did that come about? What's the backstory with that? Yeah, so when I was nine, I think that was my first year, um, was Baron's rookie year, uh, 99-2000. And uh, I went to his basketball camp at Crossroads in Santa Monica. And that's Baron's alma mater. And uh, so, you know, I remember even my first year losing a game and crying and, you know, standing in the corner and Baron came over and he told me to pick my head up and next game. So ever since 
you know, Baron's been uh, family to me and we're, we're close to this day. That, that's, that's cool. Not many people. Cause I, I feel like, like I, I did basketball camps when I was younger, but like you meet, you meet the athlete, but you might talk to them for a little bit, but you don't form that bond with him. So that, that's cool that you guys have had that lifelong bond. Yeah. Baron's camps were in Vegas, uh, Santa Monica. He, was all over the place. And, and so I traveled around and, you know, made sure to attend everything possible. He's my coach. I played on his travel team growing up. Um, so Baron is an amazing mentor and he's, you know, doing a lot in the tech world and basketball world still. And, you know, I want the best for him always. And then how did you get involved with the Hwood group? I was in college and my business teacher reached out to me and has said that his son actually was running uh, one of our venues in Santa Monica called Shore Bar that there were maybe some opportunities for me to get involved. I took a couple nights and just hosted a few groups. And this is not, I'd never done this before. I was a student and decided to try it out and did a few nights and did a few events. Actually, the day after I graduated, my mom passed uh, from breast cancer. And so I was sort of left, like literally graduating college, life changes, right? It was sort of like a make or break moment for me, like having to figure it out sell my apartment, sell my car, uh, find new places, find a job. And so I was sort of broken for, you know, six months. And I did a few events here and there with Hwood. And, you know, after six months, they took a chance on me. And I started just doing all the VIP membership stuff at Shore Bar, you know, eventually started booking DJs and booking tables and bringing my friends and having their birthdays there. Shore Bar was like really a, a great thing for me being from Santa Monica. I was able to like invite all my people out. Eventually, Baron started DJing with me on Fridays. So that's how, sort of how he learned to DJ. Um, and anyway, you know, just uh, very thankful for the opportunity that they gave me to start. I feel like there's no blueprint for how to throw a, a good party or event, right? Like it's, it's kind of a feel thing. You, you just kind of figure it out. So how, how did you approach? Because, you know, they kind of throw you a bone, right? And they're like, hey, throw a couple parties for us and, and you know, we'll see how it goes. How do you prepare for that? My experience came from throwing house parties, like okay. friends and I would, <laughs> would throw parties, you know, for okay. Halloween or New Year's. We just thought it was fun. We'd just get a kick out of it. I would DJ from my phone, you know, from the iPad, and we just had a blast with it. But I had no actual experience in throwing a real party and how to throw a party in a venue and what it takes with a bar and with food and all of the things that go into it, DJ. But really, it comes down to a vibe, right? It really comes down to energy. It's putting pieces together, right? So it's hey, let me throw your birthday mixed with this DJ, mixed with this other group and good drinks. It's just like you have to find like a, a good middle ground for everything, right? It's a learning process. Uh, I was thrown into the fire. There was no like recipe for this, right? And it's just a matter of figuring it out and figuring it out whether it's party for 20 people or party for 100 people or now, you know, we're getting ready for Super Bowl. We're going to have 2,000 people, right? So um, it's very case by case, but you just have to have fun with it and get the hang of. Now, you're currently the director of marketing. What are your responsibilities and what goes into being successful in that? There's a lot of aspects to the Hwood Group. Um, we have 16 venues. Uh, we're opening in five new cities over the next year. But on top of that, we do a lot of brand partnership stuff. We work a lot with a lot of different companies. Uh, we work with a lot of individuals with talent, obviously. Um, so there's many aspects to it, right? Uh, the day-to-day -day is overseeing the social media and the email blasts and the PR and the brand partnerships and, you know, what's upcoming and food collaborations, drink collaborations, all of that goes into it. But 
you know, it's really being good with people. It's really what it comes down to is people skills and communicate, communicating and making sure people are comfortable and happy and they're uh, getting something out of, right? Uh, my day-to-day is ever-changing, right? I'm at the office during the day and then at night I'll be going from venue to venue, um, sometimes hit five or six venues in a night uh, to check on the party, whether it's at Nice Guy and there's a dinner party or Harriet's and there's a cocktail party, right? Or at the clubs at Bootsy and Poppy, we always have a hip hop artist or an R&B singer. Every little piece is really important. And the biggest thing with hospitality is attention to detail because there's so many little things that are going into it and so many birthdays and reunions and anniversaries. And you really have to cater to people's specific needs on any given night. And um, that's kind of what we take pride in. So how do you approach that in terms of like, do you have a calendar with like every person that, that's relevant birthday or and, and you, you got to kind of keep track of that and reaching out to people or like you're just texting people all day and, and having all these different conversations like is, is there a strategy behind it do you do you just vibe it and, and say like I haven't talked to this person in a little bit let me check in with them like how, how do you keep in touch with all these people because it sounds like that's a big part of your job so when I started it was literally reaching out to people on Facebook right and you know how in Facebook like the top right corner there's like so-and-so's birthdays today yeah, yeah. so like I would see that and I'd be like hey happy birthday you know what are you doing today this is the Facebook era right mm-hmm. so it's different now but even so when when I know somebody's birthday is coming up right or a friend's birthday right I put it into my calendar and make sure that I have it saved sort of forever because it's important to me and it's important it's the biggest day of the year for them so definitely birthdays are like critical you know but yeah it's a constant reaching out and being in contact, right? I mean, when I wake up in the morning and and see text messages, I'm constant conversation going on. And there's all different things that people need to celebrate, especially in LA with entertainment. There's the launching of a new album or a new show or movie. Keeping an eye on everything is really important. Um, We're very meticulous, especially with our friends of like what they have upcoming and how we can help type thing. Yeah, there's no right way to do it. My brain fortunately works in a great way where I'm able to keep track of a lot of these things. Um, But also my calendar is really important. And, you know, looking back on former events and last year and different birthdays and if they go well and all of those things go into account. So there's no right way to do it or a real recipe. I am a firm believer in writing as much down as possible. The more notes you have, the more efficient you'll be. So I do my best to put everything, you know, in my calendar that's important. You guys work with a lot of celebrities. Did, did you ever get starstruck kind of when you were first starting with the H. Wood Group? How long did it kind of take you to uh, adapt to being around so many you know, celebrities and, and texting them and, and setting them up and different stuff? Like, you know, I guess, was there a transition period for you or, or were you just like right away kind of cool with things? Yeah, I grew up in L.A., so That's sort fair. of used That's to fair. It, <laughs> you know. Sort of used to it. And, you know, whenever I would say, yeah, I'm from Los Angeles, people are like, oh, like, do you see celebrities around? And it's like, yeah, you know, but it doesn't, that stuff doesn't matter. That stuff come and, comes and goes, right? For me, it comes down to, is this person a good person? And and are they genuine and loyal and honest, right? Um, with anybody, with friends, with family. To answer your question, like, I've never been the type to really get starstruck. I'd say, like, meeting Kobe at a young age is definitely, like, my, when I was starstruck moment at this point no i treat everybody the same and and hopefully they you know they do the same thing what when did you meet kobe was it out of like i met kobe in 2008 so you know that commercial when he jumps over the aston martin yeah so my stepmom directed that and i was fortunate enough to go on set and uh hang out with him and 
uh, you know, that Aston Martin moment, although it was computer generated. I was say, so can you set the record straight on that? <laughs> so a lot of people uh, think that Kobe actually jumped over yeah. an Aston Martin, which he did not. But um, yeah, I was there. It looked with like the, it. <laughs> yeah, well, they were they were testing out the Aston Martin. It was on the roof of a big building downtown. They were testing out the Aston Martin, driving zero to 60 in three seconds <laughs> down a um, parking lot. Right. So I just remember sort of watching the whole thing and be like, oh, my God, like, is Kobe really going to do this right now? And he was the best guy ever. Just <laughs> that, That's awesome. Yeah. So what, in your opinion, is the key to good hospitality? Why do you think so many athletes and celebrities feel comfortable and safe going to Hwood venues versus, you know, other places or, or just in general? Kind of how do you view the, the hospitality business and, and what makes a, a good night out for somebody? So we really take pride in, there's a few things. We really take pride in taking care of people's needs uh, from start to finish, right? So if it's setting up hotel rooms, setting up dinners, anywhere all over the world, right? That's what we do. Uh, we want people to feel comfortable. So if that means going through private entrances or um, anything in the nature, like we know how important it is. That's really what we are very careful about is protecting people, right? For instance, Nice Guy and Delilah are both no photos, right? You can't take any photos inside. Um, and we just like to keep it that way because it's almost a safe space for people. And yeah, I like, sure, may miss out on some marketing opportunities, but we're fine with that because we want people to trust us and know that we are going to make sure that their night is done the right way. And without paparazzi, without people flashing in their face, like nobody wants that, mm -hmm. you know, that's a really important part for us. But yeah, attention to detail is biggest thing. It's really like, hey, we know all of your dietary restrictions. We know exactly what you like for dessert. We know exactly where you want to go next. Like we have a spot for all of those things. Right. And so fortunately we have a bunch of venues where we can choose from and we know um, we can say, hey, like, is this the vibe that you want? Do you want to do a nice night at Delilah? Do you want to do a cocktail thing at Harriet's? And it's sort of like we keep it very like intimate, but want everybody to have something tailored to their needs in a night. Is there a hierarchy for you guys uh, in terms of like, let's say celebrity X book something, maybe a, a bigger celebrity uh, like last minute, like wants to, to book the same thing or it's, you know, like how, how do you approach maybe problem solving some situations that might arise in, in that moment? So as I mentioned, you know, we treat everybody the same. Uh, all of our customers, whether we know them or not, we treat everybody exactly the same. And um, we want everyone to have a great experience. doesn't matter what your title is or what movie you just start in. Like it's goes across the board. Customer service has to be the same for everyone. Having said that, we have 15 venues. And for that reason, we do have a ton of options for everybody, right? So if a venue is rented out by whatever company, we are able to send somebody somewhere else, have another option for them, which is nice. Or if you want to go to one place and you want to stop by another place and then go to the third place, the last, you know, end of the night, that's an option too, right? So I think it's critical to cater to people's needs, but at the same time, you have to do it uh, gently and make sure that everyone's treated fairly, right? Do we have friends who are celebrities and athletes? Of course, you know, we have people who we take care of, but our motto is really treat everybody the exact same. Let's say I'm an NBA player and, and maybe we're friends. Uh, so let's say it's a Monday and I hit you up and I say, hey, I'm coming in town, gonna have an off day on Friday night. Uh, I want, you know, can you help set me up? Uh, with, with a, a Friday night with, with the H Wood venues, what what's your like? What, what, how does that get set up, and, and kind of what would that look like in, in you designing maybe like the perfect Friday night out for somebody? 
there's a lot of ways to do it. Fortunately, like we have our hand on the pulse at all times. So we know what's going on at every venue, whether it's an Hwood venue or not every mm-hmm. night, right? So it can tell you like, hey, this party is going to be great. This party might not be so good tonight, but it'll be better the next night, that type of thing. You know, it, it's really a, it's really just a text message. It's really just to say, hey, like I want to do this. I have a friend's birthday and we want to have a blast and eat pizza. Great. Let's go to Nice Guy and I'll put 10 pizzas on the table, you know, or um, you know, we want to go listen to some great music or the Weekends album just dropped. You know, we want to go listen like, cool, go to Delilah. It's those types of things. And we're very good about knowing what's happening, like I said, all over the place. And and so that's sort of like what we do. But yeah, I mean, you know, on a Friday, m- my suggestion is always like, hey, go to Nice Guy, have a pizza, go to Delilah, you know, grab a drink at the bar and then you can go out to pop your bootsy and spend the rest of the night there. We're, you know, we're going to fortunately, fingers crossed, have another club in the next year or two, uh, have a couple more restaurants and, you know, some more options for people on Fridays. Let's talk about Delilah for a second, because I feel like all of your properties are well known, but there is something about Delilah where I feel like it's kind of transcended, like it is very popular in pop culture and people just kind of talk about it with a certain reverence. What do you think it is about Delilah, right? Because it gets the the Drake shout out, uh, you know, multiple times, honestly. And, uh, you know, it it just feels like there's this buzz and and hype around it uh, more so than, than really like any other like, you know, social place, right? Like it, it just feels like it's, it's at this certain level. So what, what is it about Delilah that you feel like, you know, kind of creates that hype? Delilah is a very unique thing. Um, it's a supper club, right? So it's a combination of restaurant and club atmosphere, uh, which I think is the perfect combination and makes a nice balance for everybody. Cause you don't want to just spend your night sitting at a table at a boring restaurant you don't want to just spend your night at a loud club right? You want this middle ground. Delilah has hit that sweet spot for a lot of people. We have a fantastic venue in Los Angeles that's been sort of perfect for that. Um, Size-wise, vibe-wise, you know, we've everything from the lighting to the furniture. My boss, John Terzian, has done a great job of that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, Delilah is a very special concept. And I think anything throwback, especially to um, a classic time where we're really unfamiliar with mm-hmm. the you know Gatsby era is really something that uh, Delilah champions and does well. So, you know, we have, we just opened a Delilah in the win in Las Vegas in July, and that's doing really well. We have a Delilah opening in Miami this fall, and that would be fantastic. Delilah is a, is a great brand for us, and we are looking to expand it. It's a special place for sure, but yes, it's, we keep it very private there. We're very careful about guest list and uh, who makes reservations. And we are uh, just super protective of that. That's sort of our baby. So when you're expanding, right, and you're talking about uh, building, you know, creating uh, Delilah in Vegas and in Miami, do you try to keep the same vibe as LA or, or do you kind of shift it more toward, you know, this is maybe more of a Vegas vibe, this is more of a Miami vibe? Like, how do you guys approach keeping the essence of it while also factoring in it's in a different location. You have to um, tailor it to the city, really. It's very dependent on that, right? Um, You you can't have the same model in LA as you do in Vegas. It doesn't work the same. You you don't have the same um, people. Las Vegas, for instance, is much more of a show, right? We have a stage, we have dancers, singers every night. On Sundays, we have a great jazz night where literally the trumpet player will walk straight through the restaurant. You definitely have to change the aesthetics. You have to change uh, how it looks based on 
the city. Miami will be, you know, much more, it'll be on the water. It'll be much more based like as a Miami type thing. There will be uh, more privacy. So I, I think that it, it just is very case by case, depending on what city. But at the same time, yeah, you have to keep the same Delilah brand and the same classic Delilah moments there. That's really our focus is like maintaining it, but tweaking it just a little bit. We'll get back to stargazing in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What was the first I made it moment of your career? I got to think about this one for a second. I never really, I've never really had that I made it moment. I've sort of always been like, this has been a great party, but it can be a little bit better. And okay. uh, I like that. I'm pretty hard on myself. And just in, in general, I'm just always coming away with an event or a night saying, hey, like I could have done this a little bit differently or done that, you know, change that up a little bit. But we always throw an amazing July 4 party. Uh, we ran out Nobu Malibu. And um, we throw a party, it's all white attire and we invite all our friends and typically guys are in the off season. So it, it makes a great event. And um, there was a year there where I sort of like took control of the party and made sure all the tables were placed the right way and the right people were coming in. And um, that was like a great moment for me because I was able to sort of prove to myself that I could take on more than, than I had been. So I think some of the bigger events definitely are like the moments of like, hey, you know, you're able to really like do this and like take initiative which is a, a great feeling so but i i can't even spot and i made it moment because i don't even feel like i've made it to anything yet you know how has the pandemic affected your guys business because i assume whether well, it was several months or however long things were you know shut down and um you know maybe you could do some catering and stuff but like it, it wasn't the same and it's hard to throw parties and celebrations when there's a pandemic going on and, and people are losing people or losing their jobs or, or struggling. So like, what was that time period like for you guys and, and how have things changed where, you know, maybe summer 2020 to like now, you know, kind of that progression. Mm -hmm. Pandemic was really tough. Pandemic was tough for, for our places, for all restaurants, really. Everything was shut down for a while. And even when it wasn't shut down, it was like a couple of weeks and we were able to come back with minimal staff, but really it was, it was difficult. 
We did a lot of catering and a lot of to-go orders, which is great, and working on all the delivery platforms and all of that. But it doesn't equate to what we do, which is the experience part of nightlife and hospitality. It's really difficult when you're not able to include things like alcohol or a performance or um, having a DJ somewhere, right? I mean, we it's just even the did, vibe, right? Like it's it's just different. That's it's you can't sit at home and recreate Delilah, right? As much as we'd love that, we definitely did our best. I mean, we even did like a drive-through in the Delilah parking lot, and uh, everybody, all of our friends came and supported, which was fantastic. But yeah, opening and shutting down and then having to do six feet between tables, then people getting up and having to walk through the bathroom with masks and um, just everything about it made it really challenging. So I would say there were good things that came out of it because we were able to hone in on our weaknesses, which was like maybe our delivery services. I think uh, some of our menu items got even better through that time because people were able to, you know, we have slab barbecue down the street, right? And so slab is a uh, classic Texas barbecue, but there was really like a barbecue resurgence through COVID. Everybody was more of a foodie than ever because they had more time at yeah. home and, um, you know, to order delivery. So slab did really well and that brand grew out of it which is fantastic so we're opening uh, another slab in pasadena this coming year which is great but yeah pandemic was was very difficult and during the pandemic you partnered with russ and dj respectively russell westbrook deandre jordan uh and, and did two separate things you know giving back to the community with, with both of them um what was you know kind of what was it and, and and sort of why was that important for for both you and them to to do that and um, to to give back and and uh, just you know kind of make the the best of a tough situation. Yeah, that was um at the height of the pandemic. Really, was rough in LA, especially right. There were a lot of deaths from COVID. Just in general, it was pretty gloomy, right? And for our company too. And so Russ is a good friend of mine, and we uh, decided that we wanted to donate meals to Martin Luther King Hospital, which was actually hit the hardest in LA County, Venny Hospital. So, you know, Russ and I went out there and we personally dropped off a bunch of meals from Nice Guy, um, which was honestly, uh, I nothing had made me feel better working in hospitality until doing that. Doing something from, uh, for others who definitely are busting their butts night in and night out and nurses that stay in overtime. And that was critical. Dre and I had a idea of doing the same thing and Dre's vegan. And so we decided to do the same thing for Martin Luther King Hospital a few months later, do uh, vegan meals delivered straight to 250 nurses, right? In one day. That was sort of like a, another super liberating moment for me uh, through that, that difficult pandemic time. You know, I plan on doing that consistently for the next, next few years, for sure. Continuing to do deliveries and charitable contributions through Hwood. What, what's the future of the Hwood Group? Because I, I know you guys got some new venues coming up and it, it sounds like you, you might have changed your strategy a little bit coming out of the pandemic. Like, you know, are, did it change the way you guys look at your business at all? Like, you know, I guess kind of looking out the next few years, what, what's sort of the future? Yeah, we're, um, we're looking to expand to a few different cities, right? Metropolitan cities for sure. And then some smaller markets as well. We're opening Nice Guy in Dubai um, at the Khalifa Tower. We're gonna that's do a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. We're going to do Nice Guy in Aspen. Delilah, Miami coming this fall. Uh, Slab we'll have in Pasadena. And we're just going to continue to expand. We uh, actually just announced today that we are taking over operations at Nate and Owls, which is a iconic 
Jewish deli in Beverly Hills. Uh, it's been there since 1945, so it's a staple type thing. And none of our places are have been around anywhere close to that. So kind of a, a blessing, you know, that that people definitely trust us to help with overseeing management and food and operations and marketing and the whole shebang is um, is a blessing. But yeah, we're we're looking to expand into uh, many different markets in the next coming years. And then looking back at your career, what is one piece of advice for someone who wants to follow in your footsteps? My career so far has been slow and steady. There's nothing that's been a fast uh, rise to anything, right? And so the thing I've learned is really to just stick with it is what it comes down to for me. Sticking with your craft, trusting that you know what you're doing and that you're getting better and that you're learning and asking questions and listening. But it's really, you have to have a stick with it mentality. And you know it more than anybody, but no one's path is just clean cut, right? No one just goes straight there and there's no problems. There's always going to be things that come up or mm-hmm. hurdles or um, barriers. And you got to just keep pushing it and telling yourself that you're going to get through whatever it is. And there's going to be dark times. And, you know, Kobe just talked about it, right? It's like weathering the storm. Same thing for applies to anything. Like that's always going to happen. But if you're consistent and you're focused and, you know, dedicated on your craft, can't lose. What is Milo doing in 2025? 2025. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm an athlete at heart and hospitality guy. So I want to see the combination of the two. I don't know how long it'll take. I, I don't have a specific time frame for it, but the merge between hospitality and sports is a big thing for me. Um, so we just opened the uh, Bootsy Bellows suite at SoFi Stadium for all the Rams games and um, seeing the intersection between sports and this quote unquote ho- club hospitality world is pretty cool. So what I would love to see is expansion of the lounge, the loungy uh nightlife-ish vibe that you get when you go out to a venue in arenas, in stadiums. And while you're experiencing watching your favorite player, watching your favorite team, um, you're able to also like enjoy being in some sort of atmosphere. Um, I think that is something that I'm looking forward to. What's that going to be like with Super Bowl week coming up? Super Bowl week is insanity in Los Angeles. We have a few parties every night for the whole week. We have the Bootsy Suite at SoFi Stadium. That will be activated, and we're very excited. Uh, we're throwing two massive parties Friday and Saturday at the Pacific Design Center, and we'll take over the whole outdoor space there. And then um, the rest of the nights, we have performers at all the venues. We're throwing parties for different companies and um, startups, and some of our friends are doing great things for themselves. And I, it's just I like it because it's just a great catapult moment for a lot of people, right? It's just like a great way to get your product in front of somebody or get your brand in front of somebody. And Super Bowl is going to be electric here. Um, hopefully you'll be able to, to come to some of the stuff that we're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. And uh, and we're we're really excited for it. So is your, your phone just blowing up the whole, like you, you got you to silence up. it? <laughs> blowing up. It yeah. is madness, but in a great way, yeah, of no, course. And no. like I said, we have a venue for everything, right? Mm-hmm. So fortunately, I'm able to accommodate, you know, most of our our friends. And then what's the what's the Bootsy Bellows setup going to be during the super, like the actual Super Bowl game? Is that 
in yes. the in the it's suite. Gonna be, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Our our suite is all actually um, it's all branded Bootsy Bellows, and it has all of our furniture, custom furniture in it, which is really cool. So, um, and this is only the second time that the home teams played in the Super Bowl, right? So mm-hmm. we're friends with a lot of the Rams, and and you know, so it's cool when they score a touchdown and then you know come dap us up, which is great. It's gonna be electric in that stadium. It's perfect for a Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah, we're we're really excited to be there. That's exciting, man. Anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Oh man, grateful to be on the show. I want to I want to plug the show. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah. I, I'm glad uh, this is your first podcast, and uh, I'm glad you did it with me. Yeah, thanks, you go man. way back, way back. The, uh, <laughs> Shore bar. I want to say like 2016, 17. Yeah, I say, yeah. volleyball tournament. Yeah, uh, with, with with DJ. Yep, <laughs> that's right. That does it for this episode of Stargazing. To watch the full-length interview of this episode, go to The Athletic's YouTube page. There's a playlist right there of each episode. To become a subscriber at The Athletic, go to my Twitter account, at Yovan Buha, and click on any of my stories. Thanks again for listening. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.